Hi, this is Ben, and this is Ben's Week in Medical School, sharing knowledge about the human body and glimpses into life in medical school. This podcast is for your entertainment and education. I do my best to present accurate information, but this podcast is not professional medical advice. The podcast is a personal project and does not represent the views of my medical school. Welcome back. It's episode 31, and I'm just finishing a vacation week. On the book says week 34 of medical school. It's been a great week off. It was just barely long enough to relax and take care of all my appointments and catching up on projects. I had a few conversations about the anatomy program at our school and about donating one's body to science. So we're going to talk about that. And I have a seven-hour exam on Friday that we are all supposed to fail. So that will be interesting. It's a practice test for our first board exam. Anyway, let's get started. I told some friends about our cadaver anatomy lab, and one of them was really excited and had tons of questions about the cadavers, who donates their body, what happens afterward, and we talked for a while about it, and it sounds like she's actually really interested in donating her body to a medical school. So I looked into how the donation program works, and I wanted to talk about it for a bit on the podcast. First question is, how is whole body donation different from being an organ donor? And if I have the little heart sticker on my license, would a medical school end up with my body when I die? Well, the answer to that is no. Organ donation and whole body donation are very different. With organ donation, the goal is to provide transplantable organs or tissues like kidneys, corneas, and even bones and skin. And that will be used to treat sick people and save or improve their lives. According to a health system in Pennsylvania that had a nice wrap-up of their organ donation program, each person who donates their organs could impact up to 50 people with their donations. Organ donors often have died from a motor vehicle accident or from some other sudden cause that may have spared many of their other body tissues, probably an untimely death. Whole body donation is entirely different because in whole body donation, the body won't be used for any medical purpose. Nothing will be transplanted from the body into someone else. People who live to an old age can still donate their bodies. Actually, you can even donate your body if you have a serious health condition like heart failure, liver failure. The organs don't have to be pristine and perfect. In fact, it's good to have a variety of body types and people with different medical conditions so that medical students have exposure to those bodies in the anatomy lab. According to the Mayo Clinic's whole body donation website, the biggest reasons for not being able to donate are if you have communicable diseases at the time of death, like hepatitis B or HIV. I wonder now if people who are living with HIV and are able to manage the disease to the point where they don't have any detectable viral load, it's possible that they might be able to donate their bodies as well. So the next question is, why would anyone want to donate their body to a medical school? The main thing is that whole body donations help train medical students and can help further research into new surgical techniques and help train surgeons of the future. Being a whole body donor really helps a lot of people learn to be doctors and become better surgeons. And then the real key is if the whole family is on board with it. It's kind of a serious decision that everybody in the family should be on board with because it can delay having a funeral for the donor. But another benefit of being a whole body donor is that after a pre-specified duration of donation time, 
the body is cremated and the remains are returned to the family or can be interred in the medical school memorial plot all at no charge to the to the family so that's a nice benefit the mayo clinic website mentions that they want an agreement and an understanding from the family with two witnesses before the donation and that it shouldn't be decided at the spur of the moment near death and sometimes donations can't be accepted for some reason so the family should have alternative plans as well so i dropped all these links into the show notes plus there's a video on the mayo clinic website which i think is really cool each year many medical schools will have a memorial or an event expressing gratitude to the donors and the mayo clinic has one on their website that looked nice so i linked that one too So I have about one year until my first big board exam, and to get us ready for it, our school has contracted with a major testing company, I think it's the same company that makes the board exam, to give us four or five practice exams. I had a look at what's on the exam, and it looks like we've only covered about 25% of the topics that are on the exam. So we're not expected to pass the exam at this time. Um, The test isn't for a grade, it's just practice and to set a baseline. So we have a really squished week so that we can spend all day on Friday taking this exam. I'll let you know how it goes. That's all for today. I talked about how and why people might decide to volunteer their whole body to a medical school like mine. And I psyched myself up to take this practice test for which I'm very unprepared. Also this week, I'm midway through transitioning the podcast to its new home at bensweek.com slash medschool. So if you have any questions or topics you'd like me to cover on the show, you can email me at my new email address, which is ben at bensweek.com. Thanks to David Funkhauser for the intro and outro music. Have a great week.